Welcome back into another edition of the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. We took a week off. It happens. Work caught the better of me, at least. And then I forgot to text Joe back. So that kind of led that down the, the barn burner for no episode last week. So we apologize, but we're back. Happy Thanksgiving almost to everyone. So wish you guys all a happy Thanksgiving and join this holiday weekend. We're going to ha- talk some shop, talk some NFL week 11, week 12. Little our favorite Thanksgiving foods. And Joe said he's got a surprise game uh, for us today. So, Joe, how are we doing? Long time no see. Yes, sir. A little Thanksgiving special here we got going on. Uh, always, always good tradition. Uh, Thanksgiving, one of my favorite holidays because I get to chat out on some food. Um, but yeah, now good to be black. To, good to be back. <laughs> uh, We're in trouble. <laughs> took a week. Took a week off. It is what it is. We're here. We're here. Uh, yeah, we're here. That's all. This actually, Blake. Before we continue, did something interesting this week. This weekend, and I, I think mean, you would enjoy you, it. What'd you do? We did. It's called uh, Upper Deck. Uh, no free ads, no free ads, then, no, no free ads. Upper deck, and what they do is is they go to every baseball stadium, take out a couple seats in the 300, 400 levels, and set up kind of a top golf for the folks that don't know what a top golf is. They put a mat down for golf, and they mm-hmm. you bring your clubs, and you swing in holes, and the ball lands onto the uh, baseball field. So it was real cool, Ooh. great experience. Um, Did you go to Citizens? Limit. Yeah, we were at Citizens Bank Park. And a couple of my buddies of mine, and uh, it was it was cool because they they stop you from only bringing in the highest club you can bring in is an eight iron. Everything that you can bring your wedges and all that in. Well, in like my head, I'm like an eight iron. Like, wow, that would really go far because like I I can hit an eight iron pretty far. I'm like 165 yards usually. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the wind though was howling, howling that thing. So we actually ended up taking a shot right behind home plate, but we're like at the 400 level. So you're sitting up high up. Ball just floats for days. So they tell you, like, you're not supposed to swing as hard as you can. But I'm like, you know what? We're behind home plate. I'm swinging for the fences here. <laughs> so I swing with my six iron, hit it good. Um, and it actually hits the wall. Like, it hit the right field wall, which is um, probably about 390. Um, okay. But the wind was howling. It was unbelievable. Uh, it was a great experience. Really cool to do. So I'm glad to say that when I go to Citizens Bank Park, I could say I swung a golf club. And I know if I sat here, I can get it to there with this club. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. So how, does, so, yeah. so how do they do that? Do they just rent out the stadium then, I'm assuming? Yeah. I mean, the stadium is not being used, obviously, right now. Um, so what they do is, is they'll go to like certain sections. Like we had two in right field, like one section, the 200s. And oh, so one, you, so you wrote, you rotated yeah. around the stadium. Yes. You walk from station to station. Um, okay. so sometimes you'll take it at first base side, right field, left field, upper left field, and then behind home plate, but you go up and down all over. And then what they do is, is, um, you walk into like your station and they'll tell you like the flag you should be shooting at. There's like six or seven flags throughout center field, left field, and right field. And they'll be like, okay, it's this distance from this shot. Like, that's what it is. Um, so it's, it, it does play as like a course, technically. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just pounding the ball to pound the ball, though. So. <laughs> but no, no that's, 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 that's sick. Yeah, really cool experience. Glad I was able to do it. Um, yeah, and that's all. So. 
No, that's fascinating. No, I I was in a wedding this past weekend and we kind of were talking about it. And the wish is the one thing that I've learned this just like this is kind of just small talk now, but like being in a wedding completely different than actually just going to one. Oh, yeah. Like, about, like I I work. It felt like I it was a job that this past weekend. Oh, yeah. So I I was like great experience, had a blast. But I was like, man, I've. I'm gassed. I was gassed when I got home Sunday night. I was like, man, I'm going to sleep forever. Um, but actually, I want to get your two cents on this. Just a quick question before we jump into NFL. All right, because it's Thanksgiving. Are you one of those people that start celebrating Christmas after Halloween? Or do you wait for after Thanksgiving? I'm a huge, huge proponent of I can't do Christmas until Black Friday because I love Thanksgiving personally, so. If it was my choice and I was, and if it was ideal for me, it would actually not be until like, like December first or December ten. Okay. Like I, I would love the wait because December is more the month for me. Like that's Christmas. November okay. still for me is Thanksgiving. Like that's just what it is. However, I don't have that choice much um, because I am uh, married actually. So. The wife, if I could let her, November 1st, she would want to put up the Christmas tree and um, do everything there. So actually today, um, we actually have time uh, before Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving. Right now we're recording. Um, I might actually bring down a Christmas tree and get just get it done just to get it done. So, oh, so um, starting but, it early, starting it early. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, it's just more just to get it done. Um, but like, if I had to really choose, it wouldn't be till December 1st, actually. So. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. No, cause I saw so like, there were so many people that I saw this past week and they had all their Christmas stuff up and already. And I was like, like, why? Like you, you do know that there's another holiday, right? <laughs> the I benefit I will say about doing it earlier is like, for instance, if you do have to do like outdoor lights and stuff like that, like That's doing fair. it earlier. Um, in November, the weather's typically nicer. I mean, uh, I mean, it's not bad right now on like the East Coast, at least where I'm at. Like it's in the 40s and 50s, so it's not terrible outside. But mm -hmm. you know, there's sometimes where you'll catch like you're banking on that Black Friday weekend, and it might be 20, 30 degrees outside. Like I don't, you wouldn't want to be outside yeah. doing your lights. Um, so I, you know, I understand, and and also like if you're putting in that much work to put stuff up. Um, and for only to be up like a month, month and a half, it's like, eh, well, what's the point of me putting in that much work? Yeah, to do it all? You actually doing the work at that point. That's fair. Yeah, I can, I so, can see that. All right. So I, I understand the uh, fascination of putting it up earlier and getting into the Christmas spirit. I, I completely agree. Um, I, but like, I, I, I really like Thanksgiving. It's like a top three, top four holiday of the year oh, for me. Yeah. Um, I'm able to eat. I love football. So I enjoy it <laughs> completely. Like, there's nothing else I can say. Like, it's great. So. All right. Perfect. All right. Let's talk uh, some week 11 shop. Um, couple of real major games that kind of took place. Um, the real overarching thing is an injury that took place in one of them. Um, Ravens on Thursday night. Now last Thursday night, uh, kind of handled Cincinnati, but the real issue is that Joe Burrow is done for the year due to a torn ligament in his wrist. Bengals season is pretty much a wrap now moving forward. No Joe Burrow. 
Um, Baltimore looks dominant as ever, as now they are now the one seed in the AFC after Kansas City lost to Philadelphia this past uh, Monday night. And that was the rematch of the Super Bowl. Philadelphia took down KC 21-17. Probably a game Kansas City wins if Marquez Valdez-Scanling uh, learns how to catch. But, you know, here we are. Uh, Joe, just give me a couple takeaways from this past week. Um, couple takeaways. Um, once again, people are complaining about Thursday night games that there's too many players injured once again in a Thursday night game, and these games shouldn't be played on Thursday night. Um, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm sometimes I'm with it, sometimes I'm not. Um, just unfortunate. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah that, that was, game, and Burrow wasn't the only injury on Thursday night either. Yeah. Mark Andrews also went down. He's going to be out with significant time. Um, but weird thing to think about is Joe Burrow now, another season ending early. I think this is what now two, maybe three out of the four or five years that he's been in it now. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of going down a similar line to a man that retired early and we were shocked about in Andrew Luck. Could we, could are, we you gonna see, start, are you going to start towing that line right now? Could we Could we see something where Burrow maybe only gives it a couple more years and maybe gets out of the game a little bit earlier to maybe save himself? Um, wow. You know, I'm not putting allegations or anything out there. No rumors or nothing. But, I mean, we're going down a similar line here. So, um, but let's get back on topic here. Uh Steelers Browns unbelievable game to watch. Uh defensive battle. Matt Canada's gone. Thank God for that. Um, but the Browns pull it out. DTR pulls it through once again. And uh Browns only one game out of the AFC uh North right now. So maybe, maybe with the Mark Andrews injury, maybe they could pull their way up. I don't know. It's the Browns, man. It's Cleveland back. Um, Wrong. and once again, <clears throat> week in and week out, I hate to say it, we see it with the Chargers. Once again, <laughs> they choke. I knew it's you were going to go there. I knew you were going there. Once again, they choke. It's <laughs> unbelievable. To see, and the thing was, is like this point, this game, I'm not even blaming Justin Herbert at all. Justin Herbert played a great game. Quinn mm-hmm. Johnson went to the movies before this game. Ate some popcorn, had butter all over his fingers. I don't know. How do you miss that ball? Unbelievable. But Brandon Staley, once again, you terrible defensive call. I, I like. I don't get it. Like the blame is put on the quarterback most times and not. I don't put any blame on Justin Herbert at all in this game. And most of the time, their losses, I don't put much blame on them because their defense gives up so many points. Apparently, you have this great defense with Derwin James. Bosa, Asante Samuel Jr., this guy, that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, But you give up over 30 points almost every game. Like, how do you expect to win? Like, yeah. you can't. You just – you can't win. Um, but, again, it, it's it's just like a, a nightmare they live in, right? And it just keeps occurring every single week. It's unbelievable to see. Um, but, yeah, those are the big takeaways from 1 o'clock. Uh, from the one o'clock games, except the one and only, the king of New Jersey, Mr. Tommy DeVito, taking out the Washington Commanders. 
The Italian Italian Stallion. Tell me that wasn't a celebration of celebrations. I was like, yeah, Tommy DeVito, let's go, my man. I got your text message when I landed, and I was like, I just want to throw up. (laughs) I mean, I I, I don't know what else to say because Washington's D-line got, I think, nine sacks on the day or ten sacks on the day. Something like astronomical. And truthfully enough, they held Barkley in check. It's just like Tommy DeVito was just having ball. Like he was just throwing balls like to wide open guys. I was like, what is their secondary doing? It's unbelievable. The, so the epitome of the Washington commanders this year has been playing to the level of their competition. We lost twice to the giants and where we laid flat fat eggs. And yet then we almost beat Philadelphia both times. It absolutely makes no sense. And could they shock the world on Thanksgiving Day I and died. beat the Dallas Cowboys? I, I hope so. Just give me something. Give me yeah. something that I'm thankful for. Football is over for me, but, like, I'll be extremely thankful if we get a dub to, on, on Thursday. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just to ruin Dallas's day. That's hilarious. Um, also, another uh, – not another uh, – an impressive comeback for the Detroit Lions as well. That was um, my takeaway. Yeah, that's my big, takeaway this week. Big time win, way to come back down. What fourteen? I think entering third quarter or halfway through the third quarter against Chicago. Chicago looked like they were playing really good ball with Justin Fields back, and they're mm-hmm. able to move the ball. Jared Goff's able to make a good couple throws and uh, lead this team to a victory, thirty-one twenty-six over um, the Bears, and they sit at eight and is it eight and two eight, now? I think eight and eight, two, eight man. Two, um, one game behind the Eagles. I mean, thoughts on that game? So this is my t- this was the game that really caught my eye, right? And I think this was a make it or break it kind of game for Detroit. Like that's a game every Detroit Lion team loses, except out of this team of this year. Dan Campbell's I think this is where Dan Campbell being a head coach finally came into fruition. A, t- a guy that never yields pushes his players, says we're never truly out of a game. And they epitomized that, right? Like you said, Justin Fields came back, looked phenomenal. They actually looked like they Chicago knew how to use him after these last this month off, right, of not having him. Jared Goff played the worst game that he's been in Detroit with the, with the three INTs, right? Just bad decision-making all over the field in the, when, when it comes to those interceptions. You're down 12, right? With four minutes to go. All right, you throw in the tower. That's a loss. Detroit, everyone probably takes it, walks away. All right, still same old Detroit, right? They're not a true threat in the uh, NFC when it comes to Philadelphia, San Francisco, even if you want to put Dallas or Seattle in that conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And Jared Goff looked like a top five quarterback in those last three minutes of the game through a dime. Jamison Williams is easily the fastest foot player on the field when he's, when he's out there, it's not even close. And the defense rallied, right? And Jer- they made the plays. That's a game where they should have lost and they came out with a victory. And that proved to me more about Detroit this year than any of their other games. Cause they've kind of been front runners all year. This was yeah. a true game where they had to come from behind and take it 
from Chicago. Like they had given the game to Chicago basically throughout the day. And they took it back from them, which was in a huge statement win for them, I feel like. Agreed. Um, do got a point. Uh, I mean, we'll get to the Eagles game and Chiefs game in a little bit. But so Eagles win. Um, they're sitting at nine and one. They do still got to go through their gauntlet now of, of Buffalo, Dallas, Seattle, San Fran, right? You know, let's say they go potentially two and two over that stretch. They got three losses. Mm-hmm. Lions keep on winning. Say the Lions potentially get a number one seed. Uh, Eagles get it too. Eagles now have to go to Detroit. In that game, who are you picking? Would you take the Eagles as the uh, away team and that they're going to still be victorious, or would you take the home team of the Lions in this scenario here? I'm still taking Philadelphia because you got to beat the team that's been the top, that was the top dog. Philadelphia is the team that's the representing the NFC. You got to beat the top dog, beat the top dog to be the top dog. That's kind of my mentality. I like it, especially like how the college football playoff could end up being crazy if Georgia somehow loses in the SEC championship or whatever, right? Like, regardless if Georgia loses, they're the two-time defending national championship. You got to be the top dog. You got to beat the top dog in that top in in that instance. So, I think. I think Detroit would be absolutely the craziest scene I would see at a football game in a long time if they were hosting the NFC Championship. Be nuts. But I would have to take Philadelphia because they're the team that's already been there, done that, and Detroit's finally still trying to get onto that precipice of actually being a true contender. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot closer, though, than people think. Like, I had a discussion with a couple of Eagles fans, unfortunately, here, um, and they were <laughs> saying, like, it's Jared Goff. Like, what has he done? I go, well, Jared Goff let him do – let the Rams – not let him, but, like, was a Super Bowl quarterback at one time for the Rams. Um, and, and it was in a lot of high-pressure situations with the Rams. I'm like, it's not like he doesn't have experience, and then it's not like he's like a Daniel Jones out here, right? Mm-hmm. He does know how to play quarterback. He is a pretty good quarterback. I mean, in this case, this year, I probably consider him as a top 10, top 12 quarterback Easily top in the NFL right now. Um, you know, with that being said, their their defense is playing really good ball. They're playing as a good unit, and they have weapons as well. And their offensive line is a top five offensive line in the league. I mean, you got to give them credit when credit's due. Now, you know, if the roles are reversed, the Eagles do end up winning a couple of these games on the stretch lines, fall maybe a game or two. And Detroit has to go to Philadelphia. I don't think there's really a shot then in that case. Um, I think the Eagles, I think, handle handle their business versus Detroit. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to put that in perspective. Like, okay, Detroit has the home field advantage. What would you think in that case? Uh, but I think it would be a lot closer. Would I, I still would take the Eagles. Um, Agreed. In that situation. It would be a lot closer. But I think it would be a lot closer. It might be a three-point game. It might be, you know, only a four-point game. Instead of if they had to come to the link, um, I think it's – I think it might be seven plus in that case. Um, no, but yeah, I, I just want to get your thoughts. Yeah, no, and I think Detroit's stretch is significantly easier, right, than Philadelphia, but and even San Francisco, right? Because Philadelphia and San Francisco have to play each other still. Um, yeah. But like this last four game stretch is nothing to really sleep over if you're a Detroit fan, right? That's These are still four no-gimmies. You play Minnesota twice, a Minnesota team that's – they're not as good as what they usually are with Kirk, right? But they're a team that's rallying, and their defense has been arguably the most improved from in a year than what they were last year, right? And then 
You have a Denver team that's streaking. If Denver continues to streak, that's no picnic. Mm-hmm. And then you you have the real make it or break it game for Detroit is going to Jerry World uh, on December 30th. So we're going to learn a lot about Detroit those last four weeks of the year for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, keep moving forward here. Uh, the four o'clock games were kind of a little more in the duds. Uh, Niners handled their business sure against does. the Buffs, which I kind of expected. Uh, Bucks mm-hmm. are not Bucks. 49ers are, are streaking pretty good now out of the bye. Took care of their business against Jacksonville. Now took care of their business against the uh, Buccaneers now. Brock Purdy's looking very well. CMC looking good. Everybody kind of getting a little bit healthier um, now also with the return of Debo Samuel as well. Uh, Zach Wilson is getting removed as the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Finally, um, probably for the best. Let's be honest here. Yeah, well, he got demoted down to third string. Yeah, it's, uh, for the best. I mean, this is my two cents on the Jets, right? Like having Tim Boyle or Trevor Simeon back there ain't gonna fix their real issue, which is that they can't fucking block. <laughs> They really cannot block. And the only reason, and I don't think Nathaniel Hackett actually ever got to the point of utilizing Zach Wilson's skill set. He got he has an electric arm, you gotta get and he's got mobility. And when a team you that can't block, you should be rolling him out. And they never really did that into a fruition. I mean, the team's not. Team's not going anywhere. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers said, "Yo, I'm back going to be practicing in two weeks." But there's no point in that. You're going to lose probably your next two games, and you're out of the playoffs anyway. So, <laughs> but uh, I think it's for the Jets. It's all for the best. They they've stunk it up all year offensively. So it was a, it was a decision that was going to come, but I don't think it makes any difference. Yeah, yeah. No, I figured that was coming as well. Uh, yeah, but Bills bounce back after a little bit of a rough stretch there. So maybe we'll see if they can uh, continue on. And then um, the uh, Sunday night game, Vikings-Broncos, um, close battle. Josh Jaws, Russell Wilson, Broncos continue on with their stretch. I think this is now, what, three or four straight victories in a row? They have turned four, it around. Four, the four, four in a row. They have turned it around from the beginning of the year where we're everybody, including us here, chastised them. Sean Payton could be fired. Russ Wills could be out. Yeah. Next thing you know, they turn it around and, hey, you know what I mean? Broncos pulled it out and they're figuring out ways to win versus a good Vikings team right now. No, it's not like their, their wins in this win streak have been like duds, right? Like outside of the... They beat Kansas City, you beat Minnesota, you beat Buffalo. Outside of beating Green Bay to start the streak, you really beat three quality opponents in a row, right? Yeah. And then you get another quality, you get two two more weeks of quality opponents in Cleveland and Houston. So you still have, like, if they keep winning, no one's going to really want to see this team because then they've beaten everyone that they're trying to get a playoff spot against. So they're yeah. going to see him again, and Denver's going to be playing with house money potentially in this home stretch. Yep. Um, but, it, yeah, Sean Payton and Russ finally have it clicking enough, right? I don't think it's elite quarterback play, but Russell's playing good, right? You could say top half, I would say, top half quarterback play these last couple weeks. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the defense is actually looking like the defense that everyone assumed they were going to be, right? Sure. Outside sure. of the – after the 70 piece that Miami really hung up on them, they're arguably a top 10 defense. So outside of that statistically, which is kind of an outlier game, they're a top 10 unit, which is what we expected them to be. So, Okay. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, yeah. Rocco's country. That's right. Um, <laughs> don't you, Deuce. Don't you start that now. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the uh, game of the week, game of the year, potentially, um, for folks coming into it. The uh, the Swift, the Kelseys took over. What was the Super Bowl rematch, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, Philadelphia Eagles ended up pulling it out. 21-17 after the Chiefs took a uh I think a seven or ten point lead um into the halftime there. Um the Chiefs are held to I think zero points in the second half. Yep, shut out. Eagles shut out. Eagles defense uh pulls through. Jalen Hurts leads them down the field, gets a touchdown of himself, and um ends up getting victorious and a couple drops by the uh, Chiefs at the end. Um Kind of cost them the game a little bit. Blank thoughts on the uh, the win? Was it a um, was it a win by the Eagles or was it a loss by the Chiefs? Lost by the Chiefs. Um, I think this is more. We're kind of in the same boat where we were last year with Kansas City, right? Who was going to be the guy to step up outside of Travis Kelsey? It's mm-hmm. basically repeating itself all over again. Um. Tony made a couple of plays early outside of that, did nothing. Um, they really bracketed Kelsey in the second half, double or triple coverage. MVS made, dropped that, of course, that crucial ball. Sky Moore doesn't even look like he steps on the field half the time. And then sure. Rasheed Rice dropped a couple of balls as well. So, I mean, to be fair, I will give them partial credit that it was raining the entire game, but and the ball's wet. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be still going out there trying to make plays, right? So I think it's same old Chiefs that were they were a year ago. Their defense is a lot better. But I saw this stat the other day. Kansas City is the worst scoring offense in the second half in the NFL. Yes, correct. Worst. They are correct. they are scoring five points in a, in the second half. Five. That's crazy. You would never think in with having Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and being ran by Andy Reid that that you'd only score five points in the second half. So I think Kansas City is more in trouble than people really realize unless they can really get this figured out. Because especially after Andy Reid coming off of a bye, you would think that would be the issue he would be solving. And the issue actually looked like it got worse because they got skunked in the second half. So, yeah, I, I think there's three points that I'm going to point out there, right? I think Andy Reid off a bye versus another team with a bye is now three and four. So, I think that excludes if the other team is coming off and playing the week before, then that's when he then he's when he's elite. Correct. Yeah. Um, second, maybe this is the time when the Chiefs are hitting their low point. I think every team hits their low point at some point in their um, season as well. And and it could be now. Uh, There was a lot of things I did like about that game that they did on the offensive side of the ball. And third, uh, 
I think the departure of Eric Bieniemy actually is giving a little shock, shock to the Kansas City Chiefs. I know a lot of people didn't really think that. They thought Andy Reid's still coaching that team. Like, who really cares about the offensive coordinator? Uh, Andy's calling the plays, blah, 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 blah. I, I mean, now looking at I don't know, right? Like, they're only they're scoring 17 points in the first half. Okay, that's fine. But when we know it with the Kansas City Chiefs, they were scoring 28, 30, 35, 42 points a game, it's felt like. Over the last couple of years, now they lose the enemy. Now they're only scoring 20, 23 points a game now. Right. Eh, what's going on with that? Uh, but, yeah, I, I, the couple things that they did do well um, in that game, they were able to run the ball. Pacheco ran the ball very, very well, I thought. Uh, mm-hmm. They were able to relatively protect Mahomes. Mahomes was able to scramble out the pocket. He was able to move a little bit. Uh, besides wide receivers and tight ends dropping the ball, like there was no tomorrow, um, I really thought their offense could have probably moved. They got themselves – I think three or four straight, like three and outs. So I'm like, all right, you can't, you can't do that against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry, um, but their defensive line played great. They got, I'm not, I'm not a very exaggerated. They were getting pressure on pressure against Jalen Hurts all game. Um, and once again, uh, fortunately, Devontae Smith has a big game. And you know, in the Super Bowl, the same thing happened. Devontae Smith right. had a huge game as well. So um, they were able to relatively take away AJ Brown, um, but. Devontae Smith ate and got his and did what he had to do. Um, but, yeah, once again, Eagles pulled it out. Uh, DeAndre Swift was the most important player on the field Monday night. Oh, DeAndre Swift is uh, day and night compared to what the Philadelphia Eagles had in Miles Sanders. It, it, it's oh, unbelievable. It's not even close. It's crazy. When you put a competent running back behind that offensive line, um, it shows and in, in, in what DeAndre Swift has. And DeAndre Swift – don't get me wrong, is a very good running back in this league. He, he proved it with the Lions. Lions let him go. And then Philadelphia Eagles pick him up, and now he's having one of his best seasons um, he's ever had. And and it shows. And it shows the lack of what Miles Sanders brought to this team last year and look how far the Philadelphia Eagles got. Now you actually have a running back that is able to mm-hmm. run the balls, able to catch out the backfield, able to see the holes and do what he's able to do. And now DeAndre Swift is almost like a top seven running back in terms of rushing guards this year um, in the league. Yeah. But yeah, no, I completely agree. I think, though, the biggest thing that we noticed on uh, Monday night versus Kansas City Chiefs was the loss of Dallas Goddard, though. Um, And and as much as Dallas Goddard's Mm -hmm. season may not show the numbers wise there, but it should have showed in this game, especially. I mean, there was times over the middle he he makes them big plays. Maybe he's more the security blanket for Jalen Hurts. Um, but I noticed right. definitely something in that game versus Kansas City with the loss of Dallas Goddard not playing. Oh, I agree. I think it really showcased the in between the numbers really getting clogged up because now that was he opened that up for AJ behind him sure. by being someone who would go up the seam and clear that alleyway. And that's why Devontae really had a big game because he was the one staying on the outside and was getting the one on one matchups because they've basically did the same thing that they did to Travis Kelsey and bracketed him in the middle of the field as soon as he would turn inside. Yeah. And a lot of teams have now been doing that against Kansas City, especially over the last four weeks, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, the dip in kind of what Kelsey um, is getting in targets. It's like he just can't be single-covered anymore. They are, just daring, they are daring anyone else to catch the ball and beat them. Agreed, yeah. And, it, and it's not like – Kansas City isn't like investing into this position of wide receiver. I mean, they are like I think over the last three three drafts, they invested either a second or third round into a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, Rashid Rice is there, and and Rice has actually been playing pretty solid this year. But they invested in Sky Moore, who hasn't really done anything this year. 
Uh, MVS, who's, you know, so hit or miss. I mean, we saw Monday night a huge drop that he should have caught it. Um, you know, they got, what's his name, Justin Watson or something like that. Yeah, the uh, tight end, yeah. Yeah, the tight end who's like a wide receiver now or something like that, trying to catch balls. I think he had nine targets on the day. Yeah. Um, it's just not like that. That's not what it should be. Um, and and it also shows that Kansas City's still missing that Tyree Kill. I mean, Tyree Kill is, yeah. you know, a game changer in the NFL, game changer for the Miami Dolphins right now, and it shows. But you know, if you put Tyree Kill back on this Kansas City Chiefs team, I mean, it's <laughs> it's, it's, night, it's yeah, it's night and day. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no good win for the Eagles. They continue on their stretch. They with only the one loss. Um, keeping uh, the game lead on the Lions right now. But like I said earlier, they continue their gauntlet now. They got Buffalo this week. They got San Francisco, Seattle, and Dallas um, right after that. So they can't look ahead. They got to focus right. on what's right there now. All right, quick. Let's do a quick question. I got a question for you. All right. So right now, if the season ended today, right, the Philadelphia Eagles win the NFC and the Baltimore Ravens, win the AFC. Let's just say those two are the top, the team to beat in both conferences sure. for the NFC and the AFC. Who is the biggest threat to those teams? Oh, to them teams. Yeah. Who's the biggest um, threat to them? Uh, I mean, I think the cop out answer for the NFC is the 49ers still. Um, yeah. I, I, I just, I mean, what I, I think, think I, I I don't think it. I still think there's a significant gap between the Niners and the Eagles and everyone else. Oh yes, I agree. Yeah, so I still think that I was, that's why I was. That's why I would say the 49ers. I think the AFC. You could pick a handful of teams, though. Yeah, I I think you can as well. I mean, either you can make a case for, you can make a case almost for anybody except now the Bengals and the AFC North, unfortunately. But you know, you can make yeah. a case there. You can make a case for Dolphins, Bills. You can make a case for Chiefs. Uh, you can make a case for the Jaguars. You can, maybe even the Texans. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe even Texans. the Texans. Um, biggest with the Ravens. Oh, that's a good question. I, I want to go Chiefs. My heart wants to go with Chiefs. Or my mind actually wants to go with Chiefs. But, but my heart. Wants to go with the team that I said is going to go to the Super Bowl from the beginning of the year, the Miami Dolphins. I'm still going to go with the Dolphins. Yeah, ride team, with the Dolphins. That team is electric, man. It, it, you know, if they can actually, I, the they one look, thing they they're starting do, to look like a defense now with Jalen Ramsey back there. They just need to be a winning team. That's my problem right now. I have with them. They haven't. Yep, they haven't done that yet. Like they're in the same boat with Dallas, right? Like Dallas is seven and three or six and four, whatever they are. Yes. Dallas has not beat a winning team, though, yet. They lost the San Fran. They lost to Philadelphia. Dolphins are in a very similar boat. They lost to the Chiefs. Um, lost to the Bills. Yep. And I think they lost to somebody else, too. I'm probably missing as well. Um, well, Broncos. Are Broncos – are they a winning team yet? Uh, No, they're 500. Okay. They and they the- lost to the Eagles. The Dolphins, the Dolphins, yep. Seagulls. So the three big winning teams there, right? So that's my issue. Like, they haven't beat that winning team. So once they beat that winning team, I'm all in. I'm going to convince myself that. And I'm still going to try <laughs> to convince myself now. So what about you? All right. I I want to do the same thing and say Chiefs because 
like I said, and how I've been saying earlier to, to beat the man, to be the man, you got to beat the man. So I want to say Kansas city, but out. So I'm just going to keep Kansas city out, but the team outside of Kansas city, I, I want to, wow. Am I actually going to say this team? Don't say the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not going to say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. To say, God, we cannot have a Kenny Pickett show on here. No, I th- I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Cleveland. No, I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I think arguably it is. I really do like Jacksonville. I like the Jags. Why? I mean, I think they got. I think. They got boat raced by San Francisco. San Francisco coming off of the bye, too. So I thought that was going to – I didn't think they were going to win anyway. But they've been competitive against all of the other contenders, right? You lose to Kansas City in a one-possession game. You beat Buffalo. I think this week's a really big week for them, though. They do play Houston after Houston kind of trounced them, right? So – I think that's the last kind of stepping stone for them. But then you get – you play Baltimore. You play Cleveland. So these next couple of weeks, we're going to learn where the Jacksonville Jaguars really are if they want to be a contender or a pretender. So, But I like how their team is set up. They got weapons all over the field, especially with ETN in the backfield. He's been extremely dynamic this year. It's going to come down to whether or not their secondary can kind of hold up. So, That's been the biggest question mark, you know, all this year, even coming into this year, was their defense. Yeah. You know, we knew what the offense can be. You know, you you got Christian Kirk, you got Zay Jones, you got Calvin Ridley, you got Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne really exploded off uh, this year. Yeah. And you know what Lawrence is going to kind of give you. But on the flip side, it was, okay, what is that defense going to do? Yeah, and, and you've got Devin Lloyd, you got Cisco back there. It's going to be between – can Trey Herndon can hold up? Can Tyson Campbell hold up? It's going to be intriguing to see how that these corners. Yeah, for they sure. Got, they got a pretty solid front seven. For sure. Yeah, so um, week 12, coming okay. into it. Okay. Got, uh, of course, we got the three Thanksgiving games. Um, a lot of them spreads, I think, are over seven. Um, all, of them are, all of them are over seven. Yeah, I think all, all of them are over seven. Packers, Lions uh, to start the start the day. Commanders, Washington, or Commanders, and then uh, Cowboys four thirty, and then the night game is 49ers, Seattle, um, as well. Uh, right off the bat, I think the picks for most people are Lions, Cowboys, Niners. Correct. Uh, I think. I think. The Seattle game is going to be more entertaining than people think. I agree. I think as long as Geno plays, I mean that's the big. Yeah, difference. I think I think that's why the line is so high. I don't think they think Geno's going to be able to make it on a short week. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but besides that, there's a lot of big matchups uh, potentially that has um, some playoff implication. Um, the I think Steve Lowe is over under uh, as I've seen this year. Um, Steelers Bengals at 33 right now. Uh, <laughs> and you at, take the under there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at 33, you still take the under. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we got some uh, division, potential division leaders at stake with the Jaguars, Texans, like you said, a one o'clock game. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be there. 
But yeah, we'll uh I think that team will lead the AFC South, whoever is victorious. Uh Saints Falcons, even though the Falcons should be out of it now at this point, they're not. They still got a chance. If they win and beat the Saints, they will actually be leading the NFC South. Um I don't know how I don't know how your team that division is a nobody wants to win that division. No one wants it. No one wants it. That's the problem. Nobody wants that division. Um, another solid game. Browns, Broncos, Broncos are streaking. Browns defense has probably been one of the best defenses in the NFL this year. Uh, they're going to head to the mile high. Going to be a really good game at 4 o'clock. The big matchup at 425, though, Bills-Eagles hosting yeah. um, in Philadelphia at the Lincoln Financial Field. It's going to be rocking. Um, I This is kind of a game, though, where Eagles going to the Chiefs. Monday night, a little bit of a smaller week, had the high, beat them. This is when the Bills could come in and maybe smack the Eagles in the face and uh, get a kind of dub here, you know, I I think. I, I think this is a must win for Buffalo. Oh, yeah, I would agree. I think Buffalo needs to kind of get their act together because, truthfully enough, I think they're a game or two games behind their game and a half. A game, uh, game and a half out, but they are – they still have – after this, it's Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, yep. and they play the Dolphins in the last week of the year. Yeah, and the Dolphins like they the need Jets to, this week. So, yeah. uh, like the Bills know, need to wanna... keep pace. The Bills need to keep pace. Yeah, so I could, but I could see the Bills going into it. The Bills uh, they had a nice little division win against the Jets, got themselves back together a little bit. Um, Eagles, like I said, short week they have. They're coming back from the high of winning in Kansas City, beating. The Kansas City Chiefs finally in the Super Bowl rematch. Um, Bills come back. Maybe they're a little prepared. Punch mm-hmm. the Eagles in the mouth a little bit, I could see. Yeah. Um, and I could see them potentially pulling this game out. Um, Sunday night, we got a really good game. Ravens, Chargers. Uh, Chargers probably will, in typical fashion, live in the nightmare and lose the game late. Yeah, doesn't that have a written all over it that Chargers just it, are going to play a great game and still find a way to lose? Yeah. It's got that written all over However, it. the Chargers are, again, uh, like you said with the Bills, are at a must-win point now. They have uh, to win. They got to run They got to run the table. Yeah, they have to win. And then uh, Monday night, a little bit of a dudder, but could be a decent game. Uh, Bears-Vikings divisional matchup. But a little Take bit more the over and whatever the combined quarterback rush yards are. <laughs> all right, that's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one there. Yeah, that's a good one there. Um, yeah, so busy a busy week here with the uh, NFL three Thursday games, a Friday game, Black Friday game, three o'clock. Uh, Miami and the Jets, and then tune in on Sunday. Got a got a plethora of teams and a couple good games there. So, Blaine, if you had to sit down and uh, lock into one game over this whole weekend, what are you watching? If I'm locking into one game this weekend, as much as I love my Commanders, it won't be that game. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think, I think I would like, I would, I would go, man, it's close between Bills, Eagles. And, I'm going to say the Jags Texans game. Cause I think that game is first one to 30, 33 wins. I think this game, that game might be a shootout. Okay. Um, Houston's defense isn't great either, but their offense is humming right now. So <laughs> DJ Stroud looking good right now. He looking uh, good. Mine, actually, I want to shock you a little bit here. 
Uh, that Sunday night game, I'm going to be interested in with the Ravens Chargers. I think that, it could be electric. It could be. It could be. It's all going to be dependent it, on how uh, it's going to come down to Brandon Staley. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, Ravens defense is really playing good ball, but the Chargers have been, like, notorious for, like, being able to move. Um, still, their offense being able to move on, like, pretty pretty solid defenses. Um, the Chargers defense is horrific, so Lamar's going to have a day there. So and the, Ravens, and the Ravens are the worst fourth-quarter defense in football, and they're the best three first three-quarters defense in football. <laughs> Good. Absolutely love it. Um, all right, play. Let's get to the game here. Okay. What's what? What we got? What are we doing? I gotta. So we're gonna do. I gotta figure out how to. How do I present? You got you got me as a host because I probably can't do it. Probably not. Hold on, I can make you a host. Let's see. Advanced sharing options. There you go. Now try it. You can have a screen share of this thing. It should be on the button. Huh. It says you can share. Yeah? What do yeah. I do that? Oh, here it is. I got it. Oh, hey right. now. Dun dun. You see my screen? Oh, we're playing Family Feud? This is not even... Little, oh, God. We're going to do a little uh, Family Feud here, huh? Uh, a Family Feud here. Uh, Hi, Blake. I am, I am not thankful for this game. Look at it. It looks so clean, too. Yeah. This is probably the best yeah, setup yeah, we yeah, had yeah, so yeah. far. Look at it. A little Family <laughs> Feud here, Blake. I mean, it's just going to be generic here, sports questions, but I wanted to see... How you would do here? Uh, I'm, the, about uh, to, I'm, I'm about to fail. Where's I need the Steve Harvey? Uh, I don't have music. that music. I'm not that good. <laughs> all right, I'm not that good. So, all right, let's get a rock and roll. Your first question: Name a sport whose athletes wear a hat. All right. Yeah, baseball. Wear a hat. Baseball. What is it? Baseball. baseball. Is that right. number baseball. one? Number one answer at 45 hmm. points. Number one answer. 45 points. All right. Let's start out here. Blaine doing well. Doing well here. Doing well here. What do we got here? Yeah, I don't know what constitutes a hat, though, right? Does a helmet count as a hat? Helmet, uh, no. Helmet no. does not constitute as a hat. And I'm yeah. going to say golf next. All right, golf. Number two answer, golf. Golf's the number two answer. Blaine doing well so far. For the crew, 75 points here, 75 points. Tennis. Tennis. Tennis is number three. Blade, you are doing outstanding, my friend. We don't have a single strike, and we got two left. Two hardest ones are four and five here. Can he think outside the box a little bit here? Can he think outside the box a little bit here? Cricket. Cricket. Buddy, I'm sorry to put it. That is a <laughs> number one. That is an X. So you are one down the hatchet. Um, Let's see. Soccer players wear hats if they're goalies. Is that is that constitute as a win? Uh that would constitute as a no. We'll give you two two X's right now. Wow. Uh, one trying. more, one more here, my friend. Oh uh, my God. Here, my friend. I'm trying to think of another sport. I'm so stupid. Wow. Uh, all right. Are these are these two sports really hard? Like are uh, these? Yeah, they're a little more difficult. I would say. <laughs> or am I? Or am I just gonna feel completely incompetent when you say these two sports? No, the one you're gonna be like, ah, it makes sense. And the other one's gonna be like, ah, I don't know. But you know, we're gonna let you go. Hmm. See what he can do here. If he pulls one of these out, actually, I would be impressed. So, 
That's wrong show. <laughs> wrong show. That's Jeopardy, bud. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, I am blanking. I'm just gonna have to throw one out there. I think. Throw I'm it just, out. I'm gonna. I know this is not gonna count, but probably I was gonna. I'll say hockey. I think that's hockey. No, that's wrong. that's wrong. That is three strikes. You are right. out. What are, what are the two? What are the two answers? Uh, the two answers are going to be swimming and skiing. Swimming. Oh, ski! I will give skiing as a hat, beanie. I didn't think. I didn't think that far ahead with a beanie. Swimming. swimming. A swim cap does not count as a hat. See now that. Uh, I I am protesting those last two answers. Yeah. All right. All right. We're gonna get a little bit easier for you here. I hope you get it right. Uh, question two. We're gonna go. How how many how many questions do we have? Three. Just three. All right. Okay. So, Name a professional football team named for an animal. All right. all right. Um. Lion. Lion. Third. Third answer. Oh, yeah. I clicked the button. Yeah, oh, Bears, oh Dolphins, Lions, Eagles, Panthers, Colts. Oh, I the Let's button. go. Oh, I'm so good at this game. I got a perfect I, score on the first one. I apologize, folks. That's on me. I clicked the button by accident. I hit the button. All right. We'll <laughs> Name a word that a person may yell at the TV while watching a football game. <laughs> Are these all clean words? These these guys. These are all clean words, no profanity, my friend. Run, (laughs) run, he says. Number two answer. He's open. It's a word. One word. Oh, pass. Direction. Pass. That's one. That's next. Tackle. Tackle. Uh, Still. What? Two X's. Come on, boy. Name a Think word. about it. Think about it. Touchdown. Touchdown. All right, here we go. That's the third answer. 13 points. 13 points. Can you get the number one answer? No, I can't, obviously. Name a word that people yell at the TV while watching a football game. Who strikes See, here for Blaine Spencer? Well, and 99% of the time, I'm swearing. So if this is clean, I'm not going to know any of these. (laughs) Come on. Come on. You got to think about it. I know you can do it. And it's only one word. One word. It's a small word. It's the first one. Score. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's three strikes. (laughs) What? It's what's out of here? It's go, go! Idiot's not even it's a swear word. You can't do that. Foul! Yeah. Foul! That's not even. It's flag. It's not foul. Oh, you yeah, you're God. thinking that? That's basketball right there. You're I. You know what? I'm protesting your family. Thank you, everybody, that was, for coming here. That I was absolutely awful. That's all me. Blaine's Yo, that, third, that, that third question is absolutely atrocious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we are. But that was family feud here at the uh, final whistle. Great stuff, man. Eh? <laughs> I'm an idiot. I, I look at that. I will. I'll use your family feud word, idiot, and just write <laughs> to myself. <laughs> um, all right. Before let's before we wrap up, and you know it's Thanksgiving. We're in the holiday spirit a little bit. We're both mm-hmm. Thanksgiving guys. Give me your top three Thanksgiving foods, excluding turkey. No turkey. You can use turkey. 
Oh, turkey. turkey. Okay, turkey's your number one. What else you got? I'm a big sweet potato casserole guy. All right, all right. I'm not going to hate on I that. I know it's weird, but like a big sweet potato uh, casserole. Some big guy. sweet potato casserole. Yeah, I do like sweet potato casserole well. Um, third. Dun, 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 and this dun. is just me. And because I love it already. I'm a big roll guy. Love the roll. That was going to be my All right, Hawaiian rolls. Hawaiian rolls are regular rolls. There's a difference. It don't matter to me. It's just any right, roll right. put in front of me, I'll be it. All right, all right, that's fair. Okay, me. So I'm a ham guy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go all sides. I'm gonna go all sides here. All right, all right. I'm gonna go string bean casserole. String bean casserole number one. Absolutely, my she, yo, shout out my mom. That shit, that shit is money. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um. Hawaiian rolls, big roll guy myself. Hawaiian rolls. Okay. Then okay. number three, you gotta go with the classic turkey stuffing with some gravy. Wait, what? Turkey what? stuffing with the gravy? Yeah, you, stuffing. You get have stuffing, but it's like the stuffing has turkey in it. Oh, 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 oh! All right, stuffing. That's yeah. So stuffing. Yeah. All right, I'll just say okay. stuffing. I was like, wait, that's three <laughs> in one. That's like, a, that's a whole meal right there, right? Yeah, I like that. That could be like my first plate. You know what I mean? You know, but never can go wrong with a hot turkey sandwich on Black Friday <laughs> after Thanksgiving. You're Big right, sandwich actually, guy. After that, I do agree. However, I did see something on the TikTok app that people. <laughs> Actually, they TikTok. took a tortilla. Listen, they took a tortilla, and they, you know, the stuffing before it goes in the water. Like if you make it, um, like it's the pre-made stuff before it goes in the water. It's it's hard, so you lay yeah. that out on a plate, mm -hmm. and you take the tortilla, put a little gravy on the back of it, and then okay. put it on it on the stuffing, coat the back of it, and if you put it in the oven, like four hundred degrees, and let it dangle, so it turns into like a hard taco. A dangle for you know five minutes, seven minutes to crisp up a little bit, buddy. And then you put your turkey in there, you put your stuffing, you put the cranberry sauce in there. You got a little turkey taco. Turkey taco. It's not bad, huh? Wow. Yeah. That almost yeah. sounds like more of like a taquito. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that, but I mean, eh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. TikTok teaching us things. Yeah, every once in a while it does so. But, uh, but yeah, no, great, great, great stuff. I'm excited for Thanksgiving. I'm actually playing a little football tomorrow morning. Are you a little turkey ball? Yeah, a little turkey ball action. So we'll see and how we are we do. playing flag or are we playing tackle? No, we're playing like two hand touch. I said, buddy, <laughs> I, I, buddy asked me, I was like, yeah, you want to play, play a little on turkey ball? I was like, yeah, does it mean it's a tackle though? And he's like, no, no, it's two hand touch. Like, All right, then that's fine. I said, if it's tackle, I'm not playing. I got time for that. <laughs> like that. I'm probably going to pull a hamstring, no, my luck already. Um, we're, we're, what's the position going to be tomorrow? What are we playing? Trying quarterback. Trying yeah, quarterback. Are you? You gonna you gonna step back under center? <laughs> I mean, you know, I sling the rock a little bit. I'll tell you that. I'm usually was a pinpoint guy, precision accuracy. You know what I mean? When you play uh, like Madden, oh, when you play Madden oh five, and Peyton Manning's thing was this big, like that's how I was. You know, back in the day, slinging. Uh, don't have the arm strength. Definitely a Brock no. Murray style quarterback. Got to oh, yeah. got to anticipate where the wide receiver is going to be. Oh yeah, seventeen yards max is what I'm throwing. That's it. 
if it's anything over, it's hitting the ground or picked off. I, I you know, it is what it is. But you know, I'm gonna have these kids out here running routes. You know, I'm gonna have a, a we're gonna have a wide receiver tree out here. I'm gonna give them a number like one through five. You know, one's a streak, two's a curl. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna start giving them the signs. Like, absolutely shifting. Call it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's go shift, shift. <laughs> yeah, I gotta see if you're playing man. Like yo, you're shifting the right, <laughs> left here. You know, if they're playing man, I'm gonna I'm gonna find the open guy. If not, if it's a zone, you're gonna sit down in a spot. I mean, it's gonna be incredible stuff. I even have I even have a goal line play already in mind. We're gonna be ready. We're gonna win this. We're gonna win these games. It's gonna be a wow. I, yeah. You know what? I need you to record your stats tomorrow so we can br- talk about it next week. <laughs> you got four hundred yards, three picks, three oh. touchdowns. Wow! Wow! Absolutely <laughs> elite. Gunslinger mentality. Absolute Brett Favre mentality tomorrow. Absolutely. That's what we're looking at here, buddy. That's what we're looking at here. So, yeah, now I'm excited. Love the holiday. And then shout out on some food and watch football after. So, Right on. Right on. It sounds like it'll be a good Thanksgiving for you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So. Well, all right, everybody. We're going to wrap it up um, for this week's episode. Um, it's going to be a fun time. Everyone, again, uh, from the Final Whistle Sports Podcast, we want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. We are thankful for you guys for supporting us and tuning in week in, week out. So appreciate the love. Um, go watch some football. Go eat some good food. It's fun times now. Holiday season's basically in at its peak right now with Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's all around the corner. So enjoy the, your week. The Final Whistle is tuning off. Have a great rest of your week.